Hey Prince, you trying to go thrift? Of course I'm trying to go thrift. You always know I'm trying to get fly. <laughs> Bet, we finna have my trash day. Leopard Lounge? Yeah! Wonder, wonder. Where skits get the wheel? Wonder why they don't like me, baby. Prada's on me, yeah, I'm clean, lady. Yeah, yeah, they testing for the fashion. All these motherfucking niggas, they be capping. I already said I'm going. I'm finna eat a sensu I'm so skinny, so I guess I'm mean. Young fly nigga with JBG. I want a girl that has a passion. A type of girl that's into fashion. Why the look at her eyes distracted? Plus, plus the pink, though it's like it's like caps. Welcome back to the Senora Vibes podcast. It is a new episode. It is a new season. We are starting season 11 with a bang. Uh, of course, my favorite um, guest is on today. I could not start this episode, could not start the season without him. And we are going to go into it and like really get into some Senora Vibes stuff because he's going to oh get quizzed. He's going to get quizzed today, guys. We're going to see how much he really knows about us and us women, us older, sophisticated, fabulous, worldly women. But before I go into that, I want to just announce and just make sure that everybody knows, because if you don't go to the end of the episode, then you might not know this. And what I want to tell you is I want to just talk about the Texas Podcast experience that we're hosting on October 7th. It is an amazing, wonderful experience. It's going to be at the Cuvée Collective, and it is a beautiful wine bar. It's also got storage. It's a warehouse. Gorgeous, beautiful, owned by a woman, and I'm inviting you to be my guest. And it is all online. If you go to AliciaElatasi.com, you will see where you can buy your tickets. But you know what we're offering? We're offering some really amazing things for that day. So we're going to have a panel. We're going to have speakers. They're going to come in and tell us how they got started in podcasting, what led them to podcasting, what's their story. And then we will also be having a breakout session with the branding expert if you want to learn how to brand. Our itinerary is full. There's shopping. We have shopping. We have vendors. You're going to connect with them. There's going to be the panels. And then at the end, if you're a VIP um, attendee, you will get to do one-on-one mentoring with an expert, with a seasoned podcaster. The tickets are only $25 for general admission. They're also uh, $50 for the VIP For the VIP experience, like I said, you're going to be able to meet one-on-one with the seasoned podcasters. If you're interested, if you're a blogger, if you're an influencer, if you're a content creator, you definitely do not want to miss this. This is a great opportunity for you. It's October 7th. It is a Saturday. It's from 11 to 2, 1308 Upland Drive. Again, the Cuvée Collective. And we're putting something together that's going to be fabulous and amazing. We have a few sponsors already. We have a title company, Odyssey Title. We also have the Blow uh, Blow Dry Bar Memorial. They're also one of our sponsors. And um, we're still looking for more sponsors, by the way. But our vendors are in, and all of that is in, and our panelists are in as well. We put out a call for panelists, and they came through, and so that's amazing. And we're just so excited about that. It's October 7th. So make plans for that. If you are looking to, to buy your tickets go to eventbrite or you can also go to my website aliciaelatasi.com slash pod gals that is where you will find the tickets for what we're doing and i'm so excited we have victoria garcia studios she's going to be doing headshot photos um the Quebec collective will be providing some wine 
We will also have some food. We have Seasworthy. She's also going to be doing a branding session for us. Some of the vendors already in is ACPS, the Aesthetic Center for Plastic Surgery. We have um, Her Sweet Studios doing permanent jewelry. Honeybees is an organizer. She's coming in. She's amazing. And uh, Me. This is a company that also does beautiful, gorgeous, modern jewelry. So do not miss it. Go to my website, aliciaelatasi.com. So today's episode, I want to introduce again my favorite guest, my hubby, Rusk. Wow, that's quite a list of sponsors you have now. It's fantastic. Yeah, we do. This podcast is growing. It's amazing. And I have a great team working with me. I have Alice. You do. Uh, Alice the Creative. I have Alicia Brownell. She's a beautiful, amazing branding um, expert and strategist. I have our son Alex doing yes. our videos, right. which you know he's he's. By the way, that's the key to work here. Your name has to start with the letter A. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to me? <laughs> You're well, I, don't get, I don't get paid. <laughs> so we're talking about the folks. Honey, paid. you do get paid. Uh, okay, we, we okay. you do get paid, all right. Um, and Not then monetarily, we have, <laughs> yes. Um, and then we have Jamal mm-hmm. that does our photography and our audio, uh, and he can't is for, our producer. Can't forget Jamal. So we can't forget we can't forget him. So Rusk, how are you doing? People are always asking how oh, you're doing. Oh, jeez, I don't know. After I mean, your medical scare, what's going on? Uh, it's. I mean, it's physically. I'm fine. I mean, this is the best I think I've ever been able to breathe. Probably since my early twenties. Yeah. yeah, you're not snoring anymore either. I'm, I'm not snoring. I or wish coughing. you would, I wish you would stop telling everybody that. Um, but I'm. Defi- Why can't I tell people that I'm you don't snoring. snore anymore? I, I don't cough, <laughs> and I don't choke on my food. Yes. And I used to choke on my food because I'm one of those impatient, efficient kind of people, and that even comes down to eating and Isn't drinking. That crazy. And I'm no longer choking, and it's gone better. But psychologically, some days are better than others. Um, right after the. Uh, little health episode that I had, I didn't do well for better part of two to three weeks. Started reading about the information yeah. about what happened to me, trying to get an understanding because I'm one of those attack the prom kind of people. And uh, just everything I started reading was how deadly it was and how, how pertinent it was that you, you had to get it repaired. I mean, to get it operated on and to have the um, clots removed, but Nothing, you know, but the cause of clots is still unknown. Yeah, and we still don't know. And we won't know for several months until I get off the thinners, get reevaluated with some blood tests, see if it's genetic. And and it's one of those situations where, those health situations where a positive result uh, is, could be negative. Right. So what I mean is that if your blood work comes back positive, or let's say negative, however you want to view it, with, uh, you know, these DNA tests for any kind of genetic abnormalities with your, with your, uh, yeah. uh, blood, it's, it, um, it's, then you won't know if you had anything, mm-hmm. if that all comes back in good shape. Mm-hmm. And then, so what caused it? Right. Then it's, then, then you're in limbo for the rest of your life. Cause you'll never know what to do to prevent it. And, you know, I've never been sick my entire life. I've never yeah. been hospitalized. I did have a bout with kidney stones exactly 20 years ago, but I went to see a urologist and he just said, you're dehydrated, drink more mm-hmm. water. And, and I haven't had them for, for the better part of 20 years. Yeah. So, but other than that, I've, I've never really been to the ER. I've never been under sedation. Uh, I think that's what's so astonishing to people. Right. He's such a healthy person, works out. Right. He's, he's up 
every morning early working out, going to the gym. Um, he does his uh, his runs. He does his workouts. He right. does his strength training. Like yes. somebody, oh, you do cycle. Right, spin Cy- cycle. Yeah, cycle I bar. I used to run at the uh, on the treadmills at Sweat for a couple of years. Yeah. We used to do that three, four times a week. It was a full hour class. You want a challenge I in twenty twenty right. in twenty twenty. You want a challenge, a big challenge for right. people, and you won that challenge. Right. You came in at number one. Someone who's so healthy, super in tune. Like he eats well. He's he's mentally just so astute. Somebody that's like always working and just m- uh, challenging himself all the time. Right. So it's very unusual and very strange how you, yeah, it was, it. It, you got these and, clots and that's what's been affecting me psychologically is that i had left my shop i sold it one of the main reasons i sold is to get my health back in shape after nearly seven, right. nearly almost 20 years 19 and a half to be exact of of nearly 70 60 to 70 hour weeks and it was taking its toll on my body on my psychology like alicia alluded to earlier i was snoring a lot i was overweight not that i'm necessarily underweight now but i have lost better part of almost yeah. 30 pounds since I, think I left 30 pounds yeah right, i'm down to 245 i left the shop at 278 but you started losing weight at the beginning of this year so yes, it really started, wasn't yes. like this, this was the year when i decided because of this I'm, problem i'm going yeah. to commit uh to finally getting my body back in order right covid hit that kind of put a bump into the plans for the better yeah, part of two years for sure got into the wine classes and you have to do a lot of blind wine tastings which required a lot of wine and so that, that kind of obviously added on the weight and put those plans of getting my body back in shape, uh, you know, put it back on the back burner for a while. You're so still studying wine, but you're not doing it yes, at so these the col- intensity you used to. Right, and, I, I've, and I've, I've forced myself mm-hmm. not to do it at the right. intensity. Yeah. And also the good thing is, is that these particular higher-level scholar programs don't require wine tasting. It's mostly theory and uh, academics mm-hmm. as opposed to the uh, very first program where you had to do a blind tasting, and that's obviously required a lot of time. Right, right, right. So So I don't, uh, you know, psychologically, some days are better than others. It bugs me what happened to me. Uh, Do you ever think of it this way, like, before this happened to us and then the after? Like, there's, like, a line of demarcation of life before. So what I struggle with is mortality now because I came very close mortality yes. and when when your cardiovascular when the vascular surgeon approaches you and said you got hours to go and you don't feel any symptoms yeah you you know that you're having a hard time breathing but you're not having a hard time breathing standing still mm-hmm. or in mm-hmm. an idle position mm-hmm. only when under extraneous uh, honey but you were you were going up the stairs three three stairs and you were yes, literally right. out of breath but even but that but you can stop and catch your breath mm-hmm. and i think that I think when, for example, if somebody has cancer, they feel the pain and the sickness yeah. all day long, 24 mm-hmm. hours, seven mm-hmm. days a week for the right. most part. Or if they broke a bone or if they tore a muscle or something, the pain is there all the time. This this wasn't there all the time. But when when the doctor's telling you that you only your oxygen levels are dropping, your heart rate is, is picking up, because your oxygen levels are dropping, mm-hmm. you're hours away, you need to operate now, but you don't realize what you did wrong in this world to deserve this kind of outcome. Yeah. That, that has affected me because I'm always on top of what I'm doing every single day, uh-huh. almost 99% of the time. You know, I'm yeah, human, but, no, for sure. but I'm not one of those people that if I, if I, if I feel like I, if, if I twisted an ankle, I'm fixing my twisted ankle now. I'm not waiting two, three days later to address the issue. It's, mm-hmm. it's going into a bucket. It's getting ice. It's, it's, and so the problem with this is that I don't know what caused it, mm-hmm. and I'm in limbo for a few months, and it's got me to the borderline sometimes being depressed certain days wondering what the hell did I do mm-hmm, wrong mm-hmm. and I, if I understood that at least during during my <coughs> stressful business days when I had the shop 
then I would just I would just chalk it up and say, you know, this is just attributed to stress, but it's not. Because these, I'm not having stressful days uh, these last two to three years. No, 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 not, not compared to those no, days, right, those right. years. We have real estate investments years, and developments yeah. going on, but they're not day-to-day operations like that business was. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely played a, it's, it's definitely taken a toll on me psychologically. No, it's an existential, uh, existential, existential crisis, crisis right, for exactly sure. It is. it is, it is, because um, before that, we, we're living our life, we're like thinking, oh, everything's great, everything's amazing, right. and then all of a sudden they tell you, you can't travel, you can't work out, you can't right. eat this, you can't drink that, and that in itself is like a huge that's the, that's imposition the, that, on us. That is the bane of our existence. It is. Besides our two boys. It's to no, travel, we it's, love to, it's it. to, we to love learn it. new cultures, is to experience new things. And to be told that you can't do that for a, for the foreseeable future. You know, it's a little bit right. of like a slow death. It's like a slow death, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. fun. It's not fun. But, but <laughs> yeah. we're going to right turn, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like right Andy turn. Cohen says. Yeah. Ramona, the Ramona coaster. <laughs> the Ramona coaster we go up and down. Oh, my gosh. Those people that are like real housewives of New York, they're like laughing out loud right now that you know the Ramona coaster. So we're going to talk a little bit. Of, I'm going to give you, actually, I'm going to quiz you. Oh, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just so. for the record, at least you did not give me these questions. <laughs> I did not. I'm all, I always want I really to be prepared. Know. <laughs> I always want to be prepared. I always do my research and my background. I know. And, but I... Begged Alicia for the questions yesterday, and she was adamant about it. She says, you need to do this on the fly, figure it out. We want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> I, I do, I, I do, she, I do. I think she finds it a trip that a guy like me, my physical size, yeah, and my physical appearance would be interested in these kinds of uh, trash TV shows. Oh, my gosh, babe. I think a lot of women are like, how does Russ like, actually like that stuff? Well, it's just, you know, it's... it's it's like a friend of ours told us many years ago. It's like at the end of the day, you're tired, you're exhausted. And it's just like meaningless, uh, just shows to watch. And it's just entertainment. <laughs> it's just entertainment. You don't have to focus on it. You don't have to I think know. about it, right? I love it. I love it. And I think I think that's why it exists. It kind of just takes people into a different, different, uh, different it just, world. Yeah, it takes it to a different world. Yeah, it, a, very, a world very different from us. Because what we always look at, we're like, uh, that could have been fixed like so quickly, but it's just drama, it's just drama. and they just try to bring right. drama. But it's such a like a moment for us to like really criticize people and gossip about them. Like that's our favorite thing to do. Right. Like we love to people watch. Rusk and I will sit at a restaurant yes. and just people watch yeah. and just assume what they do if they're together. If that's a sugar daddy with the yes. sugar baby, right. like we are like we're gossipers. <laughs> It's entertaining. It's fun. It's just like it's a, it's a, it's a stress. Fr- it's it's a way to relieve stress, and get your mind off of things. Okay, so I'm quizzing you today on what what are different topics for señoras, for señora vibes, because okay. this is a new revamped rebranding um, podcast. Okay, so that's why I got the. Did, can you hear the? Yes, the I hear the jeopardy. Yes, <laughs> under questions. Who is? What is, right? What, what is. is, right? I know, I know, I know, babe. Okay. Let's see. Let's let's play this again because we've got to put it on. Where is it? Come on, we've got to play it again. Oh, it comes off every time I play it. All right. I'm going to leave it on. So, okay. First, first question. 
is what are senora vibes? What do you think they are? What does it mean? Well, <laughs> now that you're married to a senora now. <laughs> that's a loaded question. I don't know yeah. if I can spit that out in 30 seconds or less. Senora vibes. Um, oh my gosh. A mature, intelligent, mature, intelligent Latinas. Yeah. Um, that are sophisticated, but also have at the same time a bitchy side to them. Ah. An aggressive side to them, a side mm. where assertive. Let's assertive, say assertive. Assertive side is a better word, right? Mm-hmm. Assertive side to them, where uh, they're not—they're definitely not passive. It's more on the aggressive side, and yeah, they're not putting up with bullshit they're anymore. Up, they're not putting up with bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So who has made your senora vibes? Well, definitely you. <laughs> I mean, you're like up there. You're like number one. Right? <laughs> Why uh, do you say that? <laughs> uh, it's just like, yeah, I mean, you just don't put up with much. I mean, you're, you're not like, anymore, not at this age. No, I mean, it, yeah, for sure. As we get older, you're definitely putting up with less. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you're just, you're just, uh, you're off the kind of deep end sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you're just so used to being spoiled all the time I, I that I'm just like, oh, I'm not spoiling right? you now. Like, I'm too busy. And I think it has to do with the fact that I just got two new jobs. I'm a real estate agent now, and uh, my right. boss is Mr. Elatasi, yes. and he doesn't let me take a break. No, and <laughs> I think Elise finally got a taste of what I was like for the better part of 20 years. As a boss, people around, and it drives my boys crazy too, especially my older son. But that, you know, that's just who I am. It's but do you remember that for the longest time, for when we were married, for the first fifteen years, I used to say to you, "I am not your employee. Do not treat me like an employee. Do not talk to me like an employee. Right. I am not your employee. Yeah. Stop it. When you come home, you're not going to treat me like an employee." Well, Lisa just did a good job of describing <laughs> Senora vibes. Senora vibes. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, she's definitely. I've never treated Lisa as an employee. Now she's the realtor that I've always wanted where I can just <laughs> type my own text and just send this. <laughs> just please do it this way. I know. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions about things that are that are in the ethosphere right. of the Senora right. Vibes okay. world. Okay, so Rusk, do you know what, <laughs> what goop is? No What's idea. goop? No idea. G-O-O-P. No, I have no idea. Do you know Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. Okay. So Gwyneth Paltrow has this very, yeah, it's a very big popular newsletter called Goop and she sells a bunch of stupid stuff on it. Oh, okay. Chotskys? Yeah. Yeah. Chotskys. And she sells these stupid ass candles that smell like her vagina. Really? That's what she, that's how she markets them? Well, yeah, of course. It's like a, it's like a, they're supposed to be like a sweet scent. Yeah, but she actually markets (laughs) it with those. Yeah. Wow. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? That's a a senora right there. That's uh, Gwyneth in her 50s. Oh, I don't know if that's a senora. Is that uh, something we should buy? No, absolutely not. (laughs) I wouldn't buy it. I just, I just think that 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 honestly plays on a demographic of people that will bite into that stuff. I mean, I just... I mean, it's Ameri- It's amazing what Americans will buy in this country. I know. Is it? This, isn't this, it? this is not a country. This this is a business. Yeah, People. this is a business. It's just, but you know, it's it's probably brilliant marketing. She's yeah. probably making. You know, oh, she is. She's making she's a make, shit ton of money. She's making a lot of money mm-hmm. doing this because mm-hmm. people are buying it. And I guess it's it's different marketing. It, it shocked me when you first said it that yeah. somebody would promote something mm-hmm. uh, with those particular words. But 
now that I think about it, it makes sense because marketing is always about being different. It's right. about always about being original. Right. And I think she probably hit it on the, uh, hit it right there on the on the bullseye. Somebody's somebody's telling her what to do. I'm almost positive yeah, of that. I don't think that yeah. came out of her head. Well, I just don't think it. <laughs> if it came out or didn't come out, she said yes to it. Yeah. And she rolled with it and she's making money. So, but if she gets 100 percent or 50 percent of the credit, she still gets credit. Right. Yeah, no, and she does. And so she's doing that for sure. And I don't know if anybody else can get away with it, but Gwyneth gets away with a lot of things. So what are your thoughts about uh, plastic surgery for senoras? I think in certain cases, in certain circumstances, I think it's necessary. Oh. I think it's necessary. But I think that some people get like the Botox and these injections where women are plumping up their lips and their yeah. cheeks and their foreheads. Yeah. Maybe in some extreme circumstances, but what, a lot of what I see on TV, like on these Bravo shows, you know, it's like they were fine to begin with. They had more of a natural look, and now they have this, they have this puffy, plumpy. Who do you think has that? That the one that bugs me the most. Yeah, who bugs that, you the most? That Ryan. What senora? That Ryan Serhant. Oh, Emilia. Wife, Emilia. Emilia Serhant. She was beautiful to begin with, yeah. and all of a sudden she came back. She's not even season. forty yet. Not even forty. I don't think that's necessary. And I don't, I think the Botox profession, the plastic surgeons, I think that needs to be perfected because it's, it's, it's way too obvious. You know, for example, breast implants or butt lifts, those are kind of obvious, but they kind of go with the flow of the body, you know, to a certain extent, Yeah. if you don't overdo it. But, you know, they pump up these lifts and these lifts just look like they're, I don't know what, I don't know, I can't even, describe, I don't even want to describe what they look like. Like just, fish lips like or fish duck lips, lips right? or something. I think that that particular Whatever pharmaceutical company develops these products or multiple pharmaceuticals develops these products, I think they need to go back into the science and make it better. Yeah. I don't think it's good. Who do you think in, in the Real Housewives uh, ethos spear is on Ozempic? That's another big thing for, for senoras right now, like losing think, weight, getting I think, skinny. I think they're all on Ozempic. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because I, I think as as we know personally, as you get yeah, older, no, as you get as you go through menopause, as you menopause, and even men, mm -hmm. uh, it's harder to lose weight. Your metabolism slows down. It's mm -hmm. a proven scientific uh, uh, research. Of you think Kyle Richards is on Ozempic? I think they're all on Ozempic. Who's all like Erica? I think. Well, I remember that uh, all the ones in Jersey. Erica Jane, oh Jersey, right? All the ones in Jersey. Teresa, right, because, Dolores, yeah, all that pasta they eat out Margaret, there, and those, Itali those Italians, I mean, and they're that on. skinny. Right. Yeah, I mean, doesn't make sense, right. huh? Those New York housewives, that Luann, Sonia, Ramona, they're all way too. <laughs> they're all just, I, just, I mean, they they just seem to get skinnier and skinnier every single season. And they drink a lot. And they drink a lot. How but, do they do right, that? I think they drink and they don't eat. Oh, calories. Right. Come in and drinking. I think I think the problem food. with drinking is when you drink and you eat, even though that. That mitigates your hangover. I think it just uh, it compounds. It, it compounds on the on the uh, carbs. So talking about uh, the housewives and talking about women who in their forties and fifties, because we we're talking about senora things. Um, what do you think about women like Sonia Morgan and Luann de la Seps, like still like trying to date younger guys and like being super like they're senoras now. They they need to be in a different category. No, I think. What do you think about that? I think at their age, dating is about what makes you happy. And if it's a younger guy or mm -hmm. it's an older guy, mm -hmm. if it's a wealthier guy, mm -hmm. it's about it's about financial security. It's about respect. 
and it's about happiness. And I think a lot of the other stuff that that most women, more women than men, yeah. focus on is a checklist. And they have the, what I call the Ten Commandments of a Checklist. Yeah. And if you're <laughs> when you're in your 20s, even into your 30s, and we have some friends that are into their 40s, they have this checklist. And if you don't meet this checklist, then uh, you're we can't date you. If you're not the ty- right religion, you're not the right... Um, you don't have the right financial security. You don't have the right job. You don't travel. You don't do this. But I think at their age, and I'm speaking to people mostly in their 40s, 50s, yeah. 60s, mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Date mm-hmm. whoever you want. Whatever makes you happy. Don't care what anybody thinks. It's your life. It's your happiness. It's, it's the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with or you don't want or you want to jump around. You want to be, you don't want to be monogamous. You want to jump around from day. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's it, what works for everybody. So, okay. I love that. What, okay, so I want to ask you another Senora Vibes question. What did you think about the latest season of And Just Like That? And we're talking about Carrie and Aiden. We're talking about Miranda and Che. Okay, so give me where you would advise these senoras to, like, fucking pull it together. I, I think the show has gone a little bit too woke little bit too liberal yeah it's 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 afraid of upsetting the woke crowd mm-hmm. and that's that's disappointing because there's always going to be naysayers out there that you're not doing enough you're not the show's not pure enough they're not they the guy the gay guy didn't look gay enough or the gay girl didn't look she looked too gay or not gay i mean they're they're always harping about something because that's right. the nature of people that want to harbor about these things i didn't like dynamic of Shay and Miranda. Why didn't you like that? I just thought that that Shay's personality was, she just had an ugly personality. Mm-hmm. She was just nasty. She was just a nasty mean. she was she a was nasty mean. person. And, and she had a conflict going on yeah. of the younger generation dating a, a Gen Xer like Miranda or Baby Boomer. Mm-hmm. I don't know where she falls. No, I think she's a Gen Xer. I think right. she's our age. And she's she, probably 54. And, and Baby Boomers, Gen Xers are more of the integrity type people where we don't. We're more respectful of other people. Like for example, that scene where Miranda and Shay, or Shay called out Miranda and on her sexual ex- escapades, yeah, and that she was she was very uh, old fashioned in, in a certain way, and that she was willing to do whatever. That she had low, low. That she had inse- issues in- of insecurity. Insecurity, yeah. And but most Gen Xers or baby boomers will divulge some of that information, but without getting into a lot of information. Because mm-hmm. we believe in TMI. I think, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, we just respect that other people can have their own imagination of how, how yeah. they're viewing your conversation. Yeah. And Shay's rebuttal to that was like, I just want to say whatever I want to say. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I think they're taking it too far. It's like the freedom of speech uh, people, not to get off on a tangent. It's like, I can say whatever I want because the freedom of speech allows me right. to say whatever. But you can't say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Words hurt mm-hmm. sometimes and mm-hmm. they affect people. Mm-hmm. And you, you're just not allowed to say whatever you want. I don't, you know, care. Yeah, I think for us, that relationship really was yes. like, ugh, right. I cannot stand that relationship. But Miranda discovering that she's, I don't know, bisexual. Right. I don't well, know. Well, she was sexually they, confused. Yeah, she was sexually right. confused, yeah. And that, and I don't know, but the writing in that show, to me, just really brought women down. And I don't, I don't find women at that age from that generation to be confused by a lot. And no, she's they're just, more decisive. They're more decisive, and she she's a she was a high profile attorney. Yes, from a, a previous firm, 
And now she, you know, at the later she on... She was a partner. At the very end of the last episode, she goes on BBC. She was picked for her articulation mm-hmm. to explain a particular humanitarian mm-hmm. crisis. And I just don't find the, the, synchronicity, the synchro- synchronicity. synchronicity between mm-hmm. somebody that's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, secure, so yeah. educated, so articulate, and then so indecisive about certain things. You know, a therapist or psychologist will probably walk in here and says, I get dozens of those people. Mm-hmm. I just don't find... Personally, that if you're if you're that confident about what you're doing, that you can go on TV, that you can you can speak truth to power about something, and then find out you're in a relationship and you're you're confused. You're confused. I didn't I I didn't find that to be realistic. No, I think the writers of the show really have a problem with like really depicting women in that age range, and I think a lot of them. And I've because I hear their podcast, I've I've listened to the writers talk about it on the and just like that podcast. But I think a lot of them are just like so consumed with like their personal stories that they bring their personal stories into the stories of the show, and I don't think that necessarily needs to be okay. The prime example is Seema. Seema is a Right. sophisticated, right. highly educated right. real estate Successful agent, real estate luxury agent. real estate Indi- agent. And she's Indian. Yes. Right. Of course. And we all know the Indian subculture. Yes. Right. But it seems like the writers did not understand that. And they right. put her in a category of, uh, of, of, uh, of a lower person that doesn't have that sort of background. They, well, they, when she had said that she would never move for a man, but at the same time, uh, an episode or two, yeah. An episode or two before that, uh, she had called out Carrie that she doesn't want to. Was it was she moving in with Carrie with an apartment, or she didn't want? She, no, she was going to go do the Hampton House. The Hampton with House, Carrie. right? And she didn't want to do that because she didn't want to be the third wheel mm-hmm. because Carrie was going to mm-hmm. bring an Aiden, and and I just I feel like at that age, those things shouldn't matter to you as much as they should have probably mattered to you when your twenties or thirties. You've been through enough to not be as necessarily. Affected, affected by it, by it. Mm-hmm. and then so here's an opportunity the guy that actually likes her has that kind of artistic uh mentality as she does you know the director the director, director that comes right. in yeah uh-huh. and he's traveled he's cultured he's wealthy and this is everything but she had she was she got hung up about that she said i love you first i know and i don't i i, I know quite a few uh indians and and i know there's a lot of strict rules and regulations to getting married mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and to, mm-hmm. you know, to having kids. And, but that's usually in your, in your youth, in your twenties, right? I, I just, I don't see that playing out. No, in I didn't your 50s either. When you've been, in, you're an independent woman. And when she they says, gave her the dialogue of a 20 year old or. Right. And that she can't, and that she can't. And she's a 50 year old woman. Right. In the fifties, she says she can't leave for five months from New York to Egypt. She's a real estate agent, number one. So she's she's not that she actually she's actually, not tied down to an office, a physical yeah. office. She's she's yeah. mobile all the time. Yeah, she can obviously you know wrap up the she can wrap up the last exactly uh, particular um, closing she has, or you know everyone in real estate knows everyone else. Send a few listings to somebody else, to a colleague or to somebody that you trusted or you've always done good business with, and then maybe split the commissions going down the road. 